Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders, learn the why, and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. Legacy Podcast. I am sitting on the phone here with Ashley and Whitney at shantytashik.com. They are two power tool wielding DIY queens on a mission to create beautiful and affordable furniture, turning houses into homes. They're self-described coffee enthusiasts and treasure weavers. They've transformed a hobby into a dream career. They're self-taught. They post their journey online and they inspire others to pick up that scary tool and go. They're hosts of HGTV's Open Concept and the designers of Shanty to Chic Home Collection exclusively at home at home stores nationwide. They have nine kids between the both of them. They live, work, and play in Fort Worth, Texas. They're crazy busy, and I'm so excited that they're on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Well, I know you're good. Both of you are going to have maybe similar answers to these questions. Obviously, the first question. Um, since your sisters, um, but tell us tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you grow up, and where did the work, where did the love of woodworking come from? Well, we are sisters from Fort Worth, Texas, and we grew up in the Fort Worth area. Um, we have a large family, so there's five of us um, kiddos, four girls, and a boy. And um, early on in our childhood, our father left our family and left our mom to raise five kids. So we do like to think that a lot of our DIY and um, work ethic come from just that experience of watching our mom care for us and provide for us um, during that time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and our grandparents raised us and our grandma was actually an interior designer when she was younger and uh, when she was raising her family and she actually would sell home decor pieces from the inside of her home, which is kind of full circle moment. But she would, uh, she would always, when we were first building our homes, uh, she would take us shopping and help us decorate. So I think we got a lot of our, our design background from her too. Definitely. So actually I stained my very first table with her. (laughs) I think Whitney did too. That's true. You did. I remember that. Um, she had it stripped down for us. It was an old walnut table that was a, a family heirloom. It was their first dining table that they had as a married couple, her and my grandpa. And uh, she passed it down to both of us. And we, I think Whitney did the chairs, stained the chairs, and I stained the table with her. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, that's that's so cool to hear. I mean, that's that's and that's one thing I didn't know about about both of you and so that's I mean that's just awesome to see that that family the family aspect of it and and starting at a young age um uh with being in the being in a shop or just being working with your family and uh is is incredible um fast forward a little bit to when when y'all decided to do this thing together and and make a blog about it um what how'd that come about were you were you both kind of doing it on the side um or did, was it just something y'all were sitting around the the christmas dinner table and said hey why don't we do this uh, how'd that come about 
Well, we were actually both coaching competitive cheerleading at the time. Okay. So that's kind of our background. Uh, and that is a thing in Texas. So for those of you hearing that and rolling your eyes, that's a thing. <laughs> we, were, we were doing that at the time. And we also were both um, move, building new houses together at the same time. And they were bigger houses than what we had before. Um, we moved in right around the same time. And I jumped online because being DIY like we are, I was looking for a way to do some kind of window treatment. And that's when I stumbled across what was called a blog. And that was about 10 years ago. So and Whitney, yeah, Whitney messaged me because we were already kind of dumpster diving and rehabbing furniture so that we could fill up our new homes. And she was like, hey, there's actually people that have blogs and they, they show people how they decorate their homes. We should try it. And it was Strictly like overnight, let's Google a name. And we used like the online thesaurus to get Shani to Chic. And literally, it was an overnight thing. And we were doing it just to get followers <laughs> and comments. Yeah. yeah. And man, that is, that is just, that is like the true definition of, hey, this is something that we love to do. <laughs> Why don't we try to do it online? And now, fast forward 10 years later, you've had a, a show on HGTV, you've got furniture and that at home. Uh, stores nationwide. I mean, that that's, that's thank awesome. you. Yeah, we, we actually, um, we kept blogging. And at first, for the first several years, we, we almost posted five days a week. And that, that was a lot of work. Um, but we loved doing it. And we I don't a, even know how we did it. Because we I had so many little kids, <laughs> so many little kids. And we, I, I was working part-time during that time but when I say part-time it was like 25 to 30 hours a week I don't even know we just loved we loved building and decorating so much it was just our it was our pastime yes yeah. exactly and we um we had a friend come to us about two and a half years or so after we had started this whole thing and she asked us just real casually like you know do you mind me asking how much money you're making and because we had I, just done a new website redesign and those cost money yes yeah. so we had invested in and we kind of laughed at her at the moment and we said I, I mean i vividly remember we laughed and we said if anything we're spending money we haven't we don't make a dime and yeah. she she suggested at that point that we monetize our website and yeah. Ashley started doing the back research on that and literally overnight we had money in an AdSense account just because at that point we had at least 600, correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley, but at that point we had 600,000 page views that we were not monetizing and um, just had no idea. So, and, oh, within like a month, I mean, we were making a, a decent, even splitting it, we were overnight making a decent income off of it and so I quit my part-time job and we full full focused on just growing our brand yes that's all that's that's the definition of entrepreneurship and doing something doing something that you love whether you're getting paid for it or not and then that actually turning out to be something that that you're that you're your family benefits from because of the, the additional income that's coming in you can maybe take that extra vacation or or now I mean it's just sole source of income other than you know several other things that have come from that decision uh, it's it's just fun uh, to, to see that kind of success happen and it's not overnight success it's hard work like you said 30 hours a week part-time job and then when you get home you take care of the, the eight billion kids y'all have and then you know you work on you work on recording videos or, or writing content we're flying all over the country and you know that's uh 
that's it's the definition of grinding for sure yeah it's been fun it's that's actually interesting because we always nowadays these you know a lot of these girls getting out of college or even out of high school you know they see this quote blogging thing as a business opportunity and what they want to do which is awesome however you know they're they're always asking you know how do you get started you know where do you start and it's just it's like wow you know like that's a book we got to write someday because so many layers to that you know Absolutely. And when he, when I think about it like short term, I think, oh, well, it was easy, you know, like <laughs> we've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. But then when you go back and break down like every you, 10 years, like that wasn't easy. It was just we enjoyed it. So it felt like it wasn't work. Exactly. And that's the and that's the key to these to the people that are just starting out is you've got to love what you do because it's not going to be it, nine times out of 10. It's not going to be an overnight success. It's going to exactly. you're going to grind for for several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you're in a position of where you can, before you know you can do something. We actually had somebody tell us that um, you should, if you're starting a business, don't expect a return on it for at least two and a half years. And looking back, it was two and a half years exactly to when we started making it income. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Going going into this HGTV thing, um, how did that come about? Did, did a producer see you uh, doing some work or was that kind of um, somebody coming alongside and saying, hey, you know, kind of like your friend did back in the day. It's like, hey, you should monetize this. Was this something to where somebody else said, hey, you know, maybe you should pitch this to to HGTV or to the DIY network. How did that come about? We had been uh, approached by several production companies and even since the show several more always always suggesting that we we try to do a show and that that you know we should give it a shot we we probably turned down four before receiving the email that led to open concept and there was something about her email we talk about it now you know the way it was very short and sweet you know she said who she was she said how she found us and i think that's what really grabbed our attention is she was looking to build a table for, i mean buy a table for her house and her friend said oh don't buy your table go build it go check out this website he dug into our website and reached out to us and said hey you know i found you this way and i'd love to turn this into a show and something about the approach, um, and then later on finding that they were very family-oriented, a family-oriented company, it felt like the right next step for our brand. That's awesome. And then after that, you had a, um, a chance to go into uh, partnership with At Home uh, Stores Nationwide. Can you tell me a little bit about how that came about? Well, that was pretty cool because we had just literally six days before we got the email from At Home, had gotten the red light on our three shows they didn't uh hgtv decided not to order anymore and uh we were sitting in my kitchen hanging out and we got an email from the ceo of at home and he was just like hey girls we had we had actually worked with at home before on some promotional stuff um, maybe like a year before and we had used a lot of their products on the hgtv renovations that we did and we would tag them on social media and the CEO, we were able to meet the CEO at one of those media events that we were part of. And he emailed us out of the blue and said, Hey, I'd love for you guys to come down to headquarters, which was about 45 minutes from us. And he said, let's have some lunch. I'd just like to discuss something with you. And we were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, take the yoga pants off, put on something professional <laughs> and, uh, we went and he took us on a tour. We, you know, 
we'd love to work with you guys. He didn't say on what kind of aspect we're thinking, oh, you just want us to like use your products more. And we yeah. sat down in a boardroom and we were about to wrap up and he was looked at us and said, so what do you guys think about having your own furniture line and your designs in our stores? And we were, I don't, we didn't say anything, I think, for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, we picked our, picked our jaws off, off the floor. Because yeah. it's funny, because it's actually something, there's so many funny things about it, but there's the, we've always said, we'd love to have our own furniture line, but like, we didn't have the, like, knew how to facilitate that. We didn't have the know-how, we didn't have the business behind it. You know, we didn't want to get on an airplane and go overseas and pick out the wood and all that. You know, we just didn't have that in our wheelhouse. And he kind of just provided all of that for us kind of and it but it's been so fun because we've been able to personally pick up finishes you know that the best part was when we went to go meet with the buyers after the sample round had been done they told us that many of the buyers actually downloaded the plans from our website to build the furniture you know, samples that they were then going to produce. So <laughs> That's that, awesome. that was kind of, it was, it was a very full circle, awesome moment. So. And it, it's been really cool too, because, you know, he, he said, we want your designs in our stores and it's not like we want you to design new furniture for the stores. We want to, does, we want to reproduce everything that you've done for the last 10 years. So that was really cool because it's like all the work that we did, even back, you know, two and a half, you know, when we first got started, that stuff is kind of coming back up like full circle. You know, it's like, it's more of a passion thing, I, I guess, mean, because it's stuff we've already put work into and 10 years later, it's, it's still continuing to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's validation on not only the hard work that you put into actually physically building the furniture, but the designs that you've come up with in your head, because you come, y'all come up with them you basically come up with the design to fit a need in your home. And so, you know, having the, having that full circle moment where a a major nationwide store, you know, is downloading your plans to build the samples. And um, it goes back to what we talked about where you put in a a lot of work and you may not see what that seed is going to, is going to produce down the road until, until you get to a moment like this and you see, man, you know, we, we had fun doing what we were doing. We were getting paid to do it. You know, people were following us. People were downloading the plans. We have a huge community. But then you, then you take even a, a further step up, and, and it's another full circle moment where, uh, where it just validates everything you've been doing with your life for the last 10 years. Yeah, you know, that, totally. that I think was one of the, the best things about the at-home deal was that, and we have several of these instances that have happened, but the the HGTV cheerleading tryout that we say that felt like the longest cheerleading tryout of all time. Yeah. Um, that felt like the biggest no in our career so far. I mean, when we had put everything on the table and had all the positive feedback and then there was still a no at the end of it, that felt so defeating. But within, like Ashley said, within a week of that happening, we had now the biggest yes in our career so far. And it was all because of that no. So they would have never partnered with us, you know, or that, that is how he learned about us was because of HGTV. That may not have happened, and we don't believe it would have happened without the show, even though it ended in a no. So, yes. so many, that's what we always tell all, you know, all of these bloggers and people, or people with websites is you're going to get these opportunities that kind of, they seem a bit like a stretch or they seem like maybe not the best fit or wouldn't potentially make you a ton of money up front. But like, 
those, at least in our situation, those have always led to some of our biggest yeses. Some of our, you know, greatest accomplishments have come from those shut doors. Yeah. There's always a reason why why a door closes. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't know that reason until, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the road. I mean, even in life, I mean, it could be something, something doesn't work out that you, that you thought was just the perfect thing. And, and God has a way of just, you know, no, we're going to close that door because I've got something bigger for you later. Exactly. Well, um, I know that Ashley and Whitney of Shandy the Sheik uh, do a ton of hard work, but I know that y'all have some people that kind of support you there uh, with, with video and things like that. When you're looking for somebody to work with, whether it's an intern or somebody coming to help clean the shop or, or whatever it might be, uh, what do you look for when, when you look to, to hire or to work with those people? We need a babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all know any good babysitters, that would be awesome. And then if I could get someone to do my laundry, (laughs) I'd be set for life. You know, a chauffeur. (laughs) We, we, I will say we still wear so many hats. Um, We, we have are fortunate enough in that this was another great thing from HTTV as we um, met our now YouTube producers. They produced our for our all three of our episodes um, on HGTV, and we just quickly grew a very close bond. We now consider them family more than friends, and um, they're actually our business partners for um, the YouTube channel. And so they are producing and also filming our YouTube videos. Um, and so through that HGTV process that again, felt like a no, we met them and now we have this other entire business together. So that's been really, really cool. And also our, we went through quite a struggle finding a good editor. Um, it was just difficult to find one that was consistent and and knew us and knew our style. Uh And we are fortunate enough that our brother-in-law um, we finally talked him into it and he's wonderful. And so that is, we actually asked him one time and he said no. And then we asked him again a few months later and he said, yes, we we dangled carrots and it worked. So (laughs) whatever it takes. (laughs) So we don't, you know, I will say we don't other than, and now, you know, we hire you out to help us with our website. So, and so we have a few different hire outs, but we, we do still wear a lot of hats, but it's been, we've been fortunate enough that it's, friends that we can trust close yeah. to, you know that that's kind of our circle for work yeah especially when it's when it when it's tied to 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 family and it's mm-hmm. you know it's something that you do and you invite people into your homes you invite people into into your into your shops and you share a lot of uh you know you share a lot of yourselves you know on on social media you know being able to have a tight-knit group that you can trust um, is, is usually the best way to do it because it's so important as you, as you, as you scale out, um, you know, sometimes you may not, you know, you may not find that perfect person. Um, and so you need to be able to, to trust and to to have close people around you that have the same values as you and and want the same thing for, for your business. Like, like it was theirs. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. We have a hard time, I guess, because it's been, you know, we started this from the ground up 10 years ago, and we've always done everything by ourselves, so it's been kind of hard to let go of some things and delegate some things, so I think, um, you know, like we get, like Whitney said, the the website, you guys help us with that, and we've got our producers, but as far as, like, we love to answer our own social media and our emails, even though we fall short, but we 
we still like to hold on to that and have our connection with our readers. So yeah, it's absolutely. hard to let go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the readers are, the readers are what are, you know, what helped get you to where you are. I mean, and having that, them being able to have that personal connection and message you on Instagram or, you know, comment on something and you reply to it. I mean, they have that, that instant connection where they're almost like your, your family as well. And yeah. And without them, we would not have our business. So yeah. that's super important to us. Absolutely. Well, um, I have a, a, a word that I want to ask you, uh, or a question that has a, as a, a word that can be negative sometimes. Some people take it the, the wrong way. Some people take it um, as, a, as a learning experience. But what does the word failure uh, mean to you? I think that um, maybe, I feel like a lot of our business, whether it's woodworking or, you know, working with brands or, you know, the TV show, there's more failure than there is winning. But we were told a couple years ago by one of our producers that we were working with that you need to celebrate the small wins. Mm -hmm. And that's been huge to me because, you know, you you don't need to always, especially when you're running your own business, you don't need to be just looking for that huge moment. All the little moments are what what success comes from. But I think like, you know, even with woodworking, we, we learned we're going to fail before we build a piece. Probably we're going to mess up on a few things. We mess up on almost every piece that we build for YouTube. We've shared some of those stories with our readers, but uh, you know, just those small successes. Well, and I think too, that like the failure is when you, you don't get up and try again too. And that is so opposite of our personalities. Like we are so competitive. And so I think even competitive against the project or against, you know, a no here and there, like, you know, we just, although it's, it feels like a failure at first, or it feels like a no, I think we just keep going or, or go a different direction or try it again or rebuild the table that, you know, an hour later. So I think, and the small win is that you finished the table and you're going to celebrate right. at the end of the day. And that, and that you didn't fail because, you know, you had hiccups and you had no's and whatnot. But, but I don't ever think that – I honestly can't think of one time that we were told no, and there have been a lot of those, um, that we were told no or that we did mess up, that we didn't just keep going because you yeah. have to, you know? And I feel like even with, like, the – the TV show, yes, they didn't order anymore, but it didn't feel like a no because we did have the opportunity and it was a huge learning experience, but then our story was just over there and we shifted gears and moved on to something else. So I think, you know, everything's a learning experience and it's trial and error as you go. Yeah. I would imagine that, you know, having, having the, the equipment and just the producers and the directors and, and the people that help that helped you go through those episodes for open concept, you learn so much about yourself, number one, and, uh, and number two, just the ideas and the inspiration for going forward just with the YouTube channel um, had, had to be just an, a priceless, basically a priceless, um, you know, experience to be able to, um, to learn from them. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Well, what's the, um, what's the hardest thing about running uh, a YouTube channel? Is it, is it coming up with the content or is it sending it to the editor or, um, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's <laughs> prepping our material before we start filming. Okay. So it's much like uh, it's much like a cooking show that you're watching on TV. Because uh-huh. when Ashley and I get together for a YouTube shoot, 
we don't shoot any less than three videos in that one day because that will be the next three weeks of content or whatever. Uh -huh. So it, to do that, you have to prep ahead of time, just like a cooking show, because we, you know, we're not going to show every single cut on YouTube because those cuts won't make YouTube. So yeah. instead of wasting our producer's time and our time shooting it, we prep that ahead of time. Yeah. But that leads to many mess ups and it leads to lots of rebuilding. It leads to a lot, some, some, an occasional password. So um, that, that is truthfully the hardest. I'm glad she said that because that's so true. That's the hardest part. Well, we, we say measure and cut as you go on our plans and that's how we typically build but when we're prepping we have to plan for everything ahead of time and it there's always something wrong with the measurements when we get to the set <laughs> it's not always. a matter of like yeah it's just a matter of waiting to see who screws up first because it's always <laughs> we, we both do it every time so it's just uh, next week we've got eight shoots because we're trying to cram a bunch in before summer before it's nine nine hundred degrees outside and uh -huh. we've got I'm like, eight, eight videos. What are we going to mess up on? Yeah. It'll be fun to see. <laughs> yeah. You could have a whole entire uh, playlist of just of just bloopers. Now, I love that about, about your videos, though, because the way that, the way that you, you do throw in those mess-ups every once in a while, it's just, you know, it shows that you're human and that, hey, you're going to mess up, too, but you're going to have fun while you're doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and our editor has a lot of those to sift through, so he's never <laughs> at a shortage for that. Poor <laughs> Okay, so at the end of your life, as you think about your family and friends and the community that you've been a part of, what do you want them to remember you by as you as you step out of this world onto the onto the next life? You know, what do you want them to remember you by? Well, deep. deep. Good golly. It's a little early for that. I just two two words that stand out to me are um honest. Like I want people to to know that I was an honest person, um, even if I mess up or screw up, but then also that I, I show love in everything that I do, which I fail at daily. But those are two things that like resonate to me in business and in life. So I think I agree with her and that, you know, I love God, love my family and worked hard. My kids survived. Oh, I can keep going. My kids, my, my kids yeah. survived me as a mom. <laughs> yeah. I didn't burn the house. I, I hope little that, victories. I hope that I hope that all three of my kids know how to use power tools and build furniture when I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's you know, that's just an awesome skill to have, and I mean, that's not. I mean, some people think they can just go to, you know, the store and buy some tools. And that's what I thought. I could go to the store, buy some tools and follow your plan. And boom, there's a shelf. And like, you know, 40 other trips to Home Depot later, I finally figured out how to do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's still us if it makes you feel better. See? Then you yeah. celebrate the small wins. That's yeah, right. Because I still have a floating shelf in my office right here above me. So, you know, it works. That, that's a win. Yeah. Well, um, well, again, thank you so much uh, for both of your time. I know that y'all are, are busy. Y'all are trying to cram a lot in before the before the heat and the summer heat hits there in in Texas. And um, I just appreciate being able to uh, to sit down and chat with y'all for a little bit. And thank you. We're excited thank about you. it. Thank you. Thank thank you for inviting us. I know this is so fun. Hey, this is your host Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends.